Welcome back to Australian Survivor Talking Tribal, where we discuss week one of Heroes vs Villains. I'm Brooke Jowett, two-time Survivor player, back in the treehouse with Khan Ong and Survivor podcaster and commentator Shannon Gus. Welcome back, guys. Thank you. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) What a week, guys. Honestly, we have so much to discuss. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. Let's just go straight in. Have we seen any big personality clashes that we need to make note of? Well, I think most of the clashes are coming very much from the villains tribe. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what's really interesting is like Simon versus George. Simon versus George, (laughs) which I did not think was going to be happening because to like run it back in terms of like Simon's revenge arc on George. He says George was a big part of his blind side. I'd love to fact check it. George and Simon have never been on the same tribe. George was a spectator. Well, he he did have a vote. He was a visitor to that tribal council because Kara found an advantage, took George with her. Simon's blind side was well in the works by Haley. the blind side of the blind side. It was unanimous, like, in terms of that split as well for him to go home with two idols. And George was, like, piling on based on the information Baden was giving him at Tribal mm-hmm. Council. So there's no revenge. Like, George yeah. took out a lot of people in, in Brains vs. Brawn. He did a lot of things. But I was not adding, like, Simon's scalp to his mantle. So I don't know why Simon is so involved in this revenge arc. It's phenomenal TV. But I think Simon really has, like, a shot at this. He's got the skills. He's super physical. Like, they really need him on that tribe. And he's really tunnel visioned onto George. And I think his game could be so much more than that. But mm. I feel that the decisions he's making are wrong. And Jordy's having to pull him back because he's so focused on someone who was a visitor to the tribal council. <laughs> yeah. Like, If that's the case, then do we think the reason he wants to get rid of George is because he wants that on his resume? Yeah. 100%. I reckon that's what he wants. He wants to be the Kingslayer. He said the word Kingslayer. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know, what I find really interesting is the, the two games that they're playing. Simon's is so obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, he is pushing George out as the number one target. George, I watched. I heard him say certain things that make Simon a target, but they're very subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, For he example, said it on the mat. Yes. About yes. Simon being the leader. Yes. Yeah. Well, so he said, I think Simon's done a very good job at unifying our tribe. One. Second, um, Simon hands over a bottle of water to George at some stage, and George goes, thanks, hero. And, I was and like, at one point he was like, digs. go beefcake. Yeah, it's like <laughs> these little things that may seem like throwaway lines, but yeah. what happens is it puts Simon as the leader of the tribe, which means target. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And another thing that I noticed was when it comes time to after the, after the challenges where you get to have that little bit of a moment with the other tribe, George is working that tribe, the other tribe for sure. He's yeah. letting him know that all these wacky things are happening over on the villain sides and trying to give them the dirt. Mm. Yeah. It's a pretty smart move. And he gave Haley that information, which warmed my heart as a friend of both <laughs> of them for where to find the idol. And I really hope that that pans out. But I feel like for Simon, obviously, like the big headline is like he thinks he has this idol and he doesn't actually have an idol. And that in <laughs> itself is not great. But even if that idol was real, like all the decisions I feel are not good decisions. No. Like, everything Geordie is saying makes so much sense. And, and as you know, you played with Geordie. Geordie is also someone who got bored mm. and blew things up for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I've been impressed with Geordie this time because I feel he's not doing that. Mm. He's more as he was, I guess, in your early game. Yeah. And hopefully it doesn't devolve to a similar extent. But he is just, like, unifying people. He's, he's the one mostly talking about team unity, just, like, keeping it going in this one direction. Whereas Simon, you know, he had the capacity to take out George at the Michael vote. He was basically a swing voter. He's in that kind of swing vote position. He chooses not to. And he says, I'm not going to go for George for a bit. Then he gets what he thinks is an idol and he's willing to upend the whole game, <laughs> put a target on his back, um, alienate everyone, isolate himself for this move, for a move on a CV, which, yes, is George, and that'll always be impressive, but most of the people in the game aren't seeing it. They're on another no. tribe. And no one's going to care about it at a final tribal council for your resume. It will have been so many weeks ago. Like, so much <laughs> will have happened since then. And also, to try and pull a move like that on episode three... For what? For what? Be- yeah. Like, there's so many more eliminations... There is swap. There is merge. So many things. How do you even know you can get there? But also, this is what it is. And you and Khan, you can speak to it. I Mm. hate to keep bringing it up, but because he got voted out with the idols, Mm -hmm. he, I think he wants to play an idol correctly. If if he doesn't play it here, he keeps it in his pocket. He could go home with it in his pocket. Mm -hmm. Jordy's made so much sense. Everything he said was correct. He's like, he has this George thing, which is fabricated. I have no idea what that is. But he also has this idol thing, which is legitimate. (laughs) And he wants to, like, (laughs) use the idol to take. Like, it just... It, like, I don't want it to get missed and, like, it's not a real idol. That's not the... Pro- like, that is its own thing. And it does look a lot like an idol. And there's, I don't know what there's no, no, I don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> okay. going on with it either. It's but, like... something weird's going on. Even if it's a real idol, you wouldn't idol out George in that... Like, no. you, it's totally fair to take out George with the numbers you had. Yeah. But do that, do that instead of this. But yeah. he wants to make a big splash, but, like, don't do it in week one. 
I feel like it's just really silly mm. to be going that hard that That's early. That's I love Simon. And, like, I feel like he has, he has like, really a way he can go, but he needs to stop, like, burning George's hat. <laughs> and, like, he needs more, be more behind. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, I forgot about that. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, I can't, cannot believe he burned. <laughs> <laughs> that is Great so petty, either. and I live for it. Yeah, like, I'm all it. about the petty nature, and I, I live for it. <laughs> I mean, I would never have done it, but... You're love to watch it, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you would never have done it. I'm a hero. Heroes don't do that stuff. You know, but when you would you would burn a hat with your commitment to fashion. <laughs> I would burn a hat. His hat, definitely. His hat. Oh, you didn't like it? No. No, no it's okay. not a great All right. hat. Okay, so we've established the villains are a bit of a shambles. Yeah. Over on the hero side, everything is a little too peachy, mm. I would say. So Other what do you guys rogue. think about what Hayley's saying about everyone getting on a little bit too well for mm. her game? Yeah, I see why Haley doesn't like that because you need a different distractor, which Rogue is, obviously. <laughs> but like, you you can't have it be everything's you, fine because then you're always gonna think Haley is a winner, as you spoke to last episode. She's won the money. She's obviously very good. Like, let's share it around. And then there is the curse that everyone. Well, not everyone. I don't think everyone's aware of it. Rogue didn't even know who Haley was. Which is crazy oh, which, for so oh many God, reasons. We can't keep talking about no, Rogue because no, I, 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 we can go on tangents, yeah. and I don't think that we can. No, but you need you need you need like a, a different talking point mm. so yeah. that everyone doesn't just like de facto go to Haley. And I think mm. that Haley will find that crack. And obviously, we have as well. So. I, have, I have the faith in yeah. Haley to do that. If anyone can, it's going to be Haley. Yeah. Look, I think Haley's position. It might seem scary, but at the same time, I feel like she's smart enough. Yeah. She's got mm -hmm. the experience to get herself out of it, like 100%. That's what you both have been saying. And also now with, again, Rogue being there and her interactions with the tribe, I don't think Hayley has anything to worry about no. for at least the first couple of votes. Mm -hmm. Rogue is just digging that hole. Mm. And will they ever go to tribal council? I know they're talking oh, about yeah. throwing yeah. a challenge. There's a couple of things to that. Firstly, do you go through with it? A lot of people that are asking to throw challenges are, like, athletes, and they've always had a trouble, yeah. usually with, like, losing on purpose when it's yeah. against their very nature. Then it's, can you do it? I mean, I know they've lost a couple of challenges and they've been out-strategized, but we've seen tribes try to throw challenges before and fail. Yeah. We've seen it in Australian <laughs> Survivor, we've seen it in US Survivor, like, we've seen tribes that are just too good. And even if they're playing their worst, we'll still win. And I wouldn't put that past the hero. So I don't know if they'll ever go to tribal council. And if they do, I think it'll be by their own hand. Speaking well, of throwing challenges, did you throw any challenges in your season? Oh, I thought about it. Did you? Because <laughs> you're a villain. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought about it. Do like... Okay, so it was actually the challenge before I got voted out. I thought about it and then I went there and then I held whatever it was, a stick or something, and there was, like, a, a heavy bucket of water. And I was like, this is actually really hard. I don't even have to throw this. I just suck at this. Like... <laughs> yeah, this challenge has been thrown for and me also, by my own abilities. <laughs> didn't really need to throw it because I was getting voted out, so anyway. I didn't really need it. I didn't really need to lessen my threat level. Yeah. I think at that point it was already too far gone. Yeah. What about long-standing rivalries? These seem to be more apparent in the villains' tribe. Let's talk about Shawnee and Stevie. Oh, Stevie needs to get over it, eh? <laughs> like, come on. Come on, mate. Like, are you coming back just to be a part of the Shawnee show? Yeah, he is. I, <laughs> I want to be part of the Shawnee show too. I mean, I think that's, like, completely legitimate. But I think for... for firstly, for Shawnee, yeah. she's phenomenal. Yes. Like, she's such a phenomenal player. The way she has everyone wrapped around her finger, mm -hmm. the, the subtle influence she wields at any point mm -hmm. is amazing. I wish so much. I, was, I agree with everything she did in, like, the... 90% of the, the week. I wish she had just gone ahead with getting Stevie out. Mm. Like, I felt like at that tribal council, she got Mimi out just because she could. And yeah. it's amazing to watch her wield that magic. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like Stevie is very much a number for, obviously, for the guys who, yeah. who really wanted to keep him. And while she's a bridge to those guys so far, and they all seem to kind of be controlling mm. things, if it ever, like, if push ever comes to shove, I see the war being her and Liz, maybe George, yeah. against Simon and Jordy. So I would try to weaken them a little mm -hmm. bit. And I think, like, you know, Shawnee could have brought Mimi in and she really, like, has the Spice Girls and is kind of bringing the women and George together. Yeah. So I see Mimi as a number for her and I think she should have just cut it. He's mm. saying her name, just take Stevie out. And it did seem, like, I mean, we could see the tension between Stevie and Mimi. So mm. it's yeah. not like Shawnee's losing a number with Mimi being around because no. Mimi would work with Shawnee to get rid of Stevie or anyone else. I yeah. think, yeah, I think she could have used her as a number. But the fact that Shawnee just had to say a few words to the people next oh. to her to just change that whole thing. And just so and just, casual. She's like, I just kind of want to do it. Yeah. And then she did. But that's what she does with Shawnee. Like, yeah. everything is just so lighthearted and casual and fun. But at the same time, she's controlling the game. Yeah. She's making those moves. People are just doing what she says. And yeah. that's bloody amazing. Even from episode one, amazing. like, I'm talking, like, it was really Shawnee against Stevie with the Anjali vote mm -hmm. and the Shawnee vote. And when we saw the votes get read out, 
it was an Angelique. It was never in doubt. I, yeah, it was never in doubt. She has so much power. Yeah. She's wielding that girl. I'm loving, and I'm loving her friendship with Liz right now. The shiz, is it the shiz alliance? <laughs> no one comes up with a portmanteau yeah, like Shawnee. Like Shawnee, well, then that's the thing, and and I, it's it's not accidental. Shawnee, every single time she'll get this like instant mm -hmm. connections. They're so strong, so quickly, and they have a name. Yeah, little rascal, Chanella. Now she's got shiz. She's got the Spice Girls. She yeah, solidifies. Did you shook? Yeah, we were shook. She solidifies everything <laughs> with a really, really basic portmanteau, apparently, oh and an alliance name. And I think that it's very purposeful. Like that's the way that she connects with mm -hmm. people. I mean, so from that first episode, the way she just pushes things off George. Mm. That's all her. And now she sees him isolated. She works with him. The best move that George has made so far, even more than finding the idol, is the connection that he has with Shawnee. Yeah, mm. I agree. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For sure. All right, what about some of the alliances? What do you think of them? Well, we've obviously just spoken about Shawnee and Liz, which I live for. One that I wasn't expecting, and I kind of feel a bit weird about, is this Simon and um, Geordie situation. It. It's so funny. It is so it's funny. It's so romantic. But, it, yeah, but it's also they're cuddle like, buddies. Did you notice? Yes, I saw that. I saw that. Oh my it's God. so cute. Uh, but what I wasn't really... I was expecting Geordie to be rogue, like be fully unpredictable. And with Simon being so George Focused. kind of, yeah, tunnel visioned, mm -hmm. yeah. Geordie's kind of... Really he has like, to. Hey, mate, you okay there? <laughs> but you want some tea? You're the like, whole show is just, <laughs> it's, it's just Simon being like, let me at him, and Jordy like holding him back. Yeah. Like, like genuinely, it's put Jordy into a position that I'm really impressed with. The first thing is I didn't think they would re rely on him as physically before the game. I didn't realise, like, they really need not just Simon but Jordy mm. very, very much. So he has, like, a little bit more freedom to move. And then he very much is, like, yeah, the voice of reason to mm. Simon's anarchy. Yeah. And I thought Jordy was going to be very set on George. Mm -hmm. Like, if you watched Talking Tribal last year when we talked about Jordy's game, George was, like, not super high on Jordy's game. And I was mm. like, I hope Jordy didn't watch Talking Tribal because I feel like that won't go very well. But Geordie has put that aside mm -hmm. to be like, whatever the tribe needs. And I think he's being very, very logical, whereas I think Simon's more obviously playing really hard and, and giving into those bigger impulses. So I think Geordie's done well. Well, I think that Geordie just understands that he needs to get to a swap and emerge yeah. to actually do anything. So it's like, why There's are no we point going... doing these big moves if you don't make it yeah, to the no end, one sees you know? It. And none of these villains will, maybe. You know, like, they yeah. have to think... We have to talk about oh, it as well. Like, losing, yeah. they, they keep <laughs> losing. They gave up a vote where they didn't have to read the vote. So, like, it was just... Oh, gosh. Can we just push away a, a member? OK. In my game, in my strategy, in all the seasons that I've played, you want to get to the merge with the most people on your tribe. Exactly. You want to have those preformed alliances, those mm -hmm. bonds, even if they're not the strongest bonds or they're mm -hmm. the people that you had in your tribe that you didn't really get along with, you still have that connection of being with on the original tribe together. Mm -hmm. And getting to merge with numbers is exactly what you need. Mm -hmm. And these guys just got rid of someone... Just, they're villains. I know. I know. <laughs> this is exactly like, off. I'm like, none of this is anything. Yeah, none like, of this makes any sense. It didn't make sense if... If Angela was the, like, the most insane, crazy person on earth and driving everyone mad, yes, I understand. And maybe she was. No, they didn't want Angelie to even... She wasn't even their primary target. <laughs> they were looking to vote out Jackie. And then Jackie was medivaxed and they still chose to vote out Angelie. Now, for me, like, I get parts of it. I get if you're like at the very top, if you're someone like Simon or Geordie who, again, isn't going to be voted out soon physically, mm. so it's not necessarily going to come back on you and maybe you think Angelique could be helpful to George, which is something you don't want. You don't want to give George an inch or an ally or an idol to take a mile. True. But in saying that, I think for everyone, they basically just chose to play through a round where they were throwing a challenge yeah. and then get rid of someone when, again, it hadn't their intention for Jackie to go. So I wouldn't do that for almost anyone. The fact that it had to be unanimous and only Shawnee was the one really pushing yeah. against that. But A, it could be you tonight, even if you're quite sure it's Angelique. Even if it is Angelie, then is it you tomorrow when it could have been Angelie tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Like, she gives that buffer, step. that fodder, where you can just get rid of her. And also, because everyone's willing to do it, obviously, it's on the down low enough yeah. that it's not going to come back to camp and blow up because everyone thinks they're OK because it's unanimous. But so. do, you know, do you know what I found really surprising? It wasn't just because it was Angelie. It was the thought that George wasn't confirmed to be coming back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there was a chance that they would have been Three players down. They're villains. Like, <laughs> that makes no sense. Like, you're going into team challenges, right? Mm -hmm. You want numbers, even in the challenges. Yeah. Like, you want as much help as you can get. Well, this is the question I would ask for both of you who've played, is I felt for a lot of players, like, for the returnees who were just wanting to get back at it, for newbies who'd never been to a tribal council, do you think they just kind of, they'd already voted, they'd put pen to parchment, do you think they just kind of wanted to, like, get into it? Do you think it was that, like, want to play once they were already there? Would you have had that, maybe, if you had gone to the similar situation? I think it was more so about 
feeling like you're getting closer to the mm. end and getting closer to that money. But you're not. But you, you're not. You're now not. you've you're triggered not. another probable non-alum, which is yep. also adding more chaos to the game. Yep. Yeah, you've, they've all jeopardised their own position by voting someone else from their tribe. Yeah. Look, if I thought that there was a possibility that we could be three down and then lose a challenge or two, we know that if you're five or six people down, there's going to be a swap. Like, that's the only thing that can happen, yep. right? We can't have a tribe with one person and then a tribe of 12. They actually like, did have a tribe with one person once. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in US, in US Survivor, a tribe lost every single immunity challenge and then the final two made fire and then the last person just went to the other tribe. Maybe that's where we're heading. Yeah, with these well, no, they, they probably will swap. I mean, in Australian Survivor, they usually swap, but, like, it'd be pretty tempting to just let him go down. Oh, wouldn't it? Just Simon so or George. Funny. Just Simon and George left probably at that point. That, yeah. would, be, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, we are joined with a special guest, Phil Ferguson, also known as Chili Philly. Welcome. Hello. Thanks Hello. for coming. Hey, well, to our treehouse. Yeah, no, it's yeah. great. I love it. It's very homely. <laughs> I need some of your crochet things in here, though. I feel yeah. like that's going to make it more oh, homely. We need the hat. Yeah, I need to put the hat here somewhere. <laughs> I'm surprised the hat was, is not here today. Yeah, no, no, I decided to dress down today. <laughs> it's really hot right now in Melbourne, it so, we're, you know, it's a bit weather inappropriate. <laughs> well, now, Phil, I know this is a touchy subject, but you were the first person eliminated from your season yes. of Survivor. Yep. Do you have any advice for the first boots oh. of this season? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just sort of funny because in the moment when I was there, like, because what happened to me was so unprecedented. It was such a <laughs> different thing that happened compared to all the other seasons. So I think in the moment I kind of, well, one, I was shocked because I didn't know what to do, but also sort of having gotten voted out and sort of sitting on it afterwards, I was like, well, that was a big moment. Like, I wasn't just a first boot that was eliminated because I was the worst or whatever. Like, there was... So many things that led up to that point. And so I can at least claim that there's things that happened to my boot despite being first that sort of people can sort of say, you're robbed or something, you know, mm. little you things like that. Did. We did say yeah, it. Like, did say yeah, it. especially you two. Yeah. You both were, like, on social media, robbed. Like, it's, yeah. it's, 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 like Starting it's, the conversation. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, like, I would say, especially I feel like the new precedent for Survivor is that the first boot doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a typical sort of boot. And so I feel like, you know, if you do get eliminated early, it's not necessarily because you're bad or anything, yeah. but it's because you are a threat or people people are playing hard now. They're not just sort of taking it in as the experience. Like, yeah. I'm sure your first experience is so different to your oh, later yeah. appearance. It's just so I'm different. Still <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that we've seen that now that you're, like, not defined by that experience they've had, for example, in Survivor South Africa, pre-merge versus post-merge season, yeah. and we see so many of those pre-mergers obviously so much more than that, like, one-time playing and are more than the sum of their parts in that. So yeah. I think that's very true. I know that it, this is a additionally touchy subject, yeah. but as you talked about, it was unprecedented. Yeah. The way that you went home, George had a, an advantage where six people were taken out of the tribal <laughs> yeah. council, you were left, you were voted out, and you were yeah. basically George's first of many victims. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how, how would, what advice would you give to the people playing against George, I guess oh. is what I would say to that. It's so funny. So, like, when I left and I did my um, final words, one of the things I said was something along the lines of, like, George has started sprinting in a race mm -hmm. and they all have to catch up. Mm. And the ironic thing is they never did. Yeah. Like, yeah. they... He, sprinted uh -huh. and they all just went uh, and just like <laughs> backed around for so long like the only person at least on brains who had the the guts to sort of at least try yeah, was yeah, Haley, yeah, and yeah, obviously sure. she did catch yeah. up but then obviously you know she had certain circumstances happen to her in the same way that certain circumstances happened to George as well and so I will always say like the way to sort of combat somebody who is playing hard from the start is to do the exact same thing uh -huh. And unfortunately, like, the first time, like, a lot of the brains just didn't... The thing is about George is that he's very unassuming generally. So, like, mm -hmm. you wouldn't expect him to actually be doing so much behind the scenes. And so I think a lot of the brains originally, they really just, like, underestimated him almost the whole entire time. And then he basically got to eliminate most of them. So I would say... And this is just a general thing. You have to play hard. You can't mm -hmm. just sort of sit by and watch other people mm -hmm. overtake you. And that was what got me. And, like, I was only there at night, technically. But the reality was I didn't think in the moment, game-wise, to sort of be playing from day dot. Mm -hmm. I thought I had time. And you never have time. Great answer. And I, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But I want the tea. Yeah. How are your feelings about George now? Is there a kind of, like, any hatred there? No, it's actually really funny. So I actually sent him a message and I said, your, my survivor journey starts and ends with him, basically, mm -hmm. you know? And so his success only benefits my journey because at the end of the day, the, 
the only person I ever voted for is Haley, and she won our season. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the only person who played something against me was George, and he was runner-up, and they're both fat. My journey is so inherently tied to their experiences because I was their first tribal council, I was their first boat, I was their first advantage, I was everything. So, like... You technically I, made them, right? Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, basically, <laughs> if I wasn't on the cast... they? they wouldn't have... They yeah, you? who would have... But, like, it's true. Like, I can't be mad at them for succeeding because at the end of the day I was a part of that journey. Mm. Yeah. If they were flops then yeah I would be upset that, they were, <laughs> that I got eliminated for nothing yeah. but at That's, the end of the yeah. day yeah I was a part of their experience. You uh, need like George versus Haley versus Phil. Yeah. Like, that's the other part of the program. I honestly think that we were robbed of a Phil experience, like mm. our entire season with you there playing the game. Like I would love to see that. Yeah, like it's, it's just sort of weird to think about in retrospect because like it's been two years since we filmed almost. Mm -hmm. So like I would have even been a different person back then to what mm -hmm. I am now. And so, yeah, it just would be so different if I ever went back. But I feel like at the time, yeah, like, yeah, we could have been robbed of a bit of uh, an experience, but I feel like if I went back, it would also be a different experience in itself. Yeah, of course, you never of course, know. of yeah. course. I know you said the next time you played, you would go from the start, play from the very beginning. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would change? I don't know. I feel like it's just one of these things where I feel like you you know what your strengths and weaknesses are. Like, I knew going in that, you know, the appearance of physical strength was probably not to my benefit. And little things like that. And so... You were on those knots. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah well, yeah, exactly. There were things that, yeah. like, I could do and, like... And our season actually had a little bit more range in the challenges. It wasn't just solely head-to-head um, -head challenges. And so I guess I would have been lucky if I'd stayed because I probably wouldn't have had to face that obstacle. But I don't know, it's just really hard because... We never know what the season's going to be. Like, it could mm -hmm. be all returnees. It could be a few returnees. It could be half-half. It could be anything. And so I think to prepare for next time, I just have to make sure that I'm more willing to sort of roll with the punches mm -hmm. and sort of, you know, take a lay of the land and just go from there. Because last time I was just like, people are doing things and... Uh... <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for joining us, Phil. No, thank you, guys. Hopefully we see you playing again soon. Oh, I hope so, too. Now, time for a new segment. Khan crosses out your face. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I'm here for it. Rolls okay. off the tongue. <laughs> Hello. Something so I prepared earlier. Today on Khan crosses out your face. <laughs> we didn't even have to get a hero card. No, because it was all the <laughs> because villains. Because they never got a travel council. Yeah. Now, oh, I feel really bad about crossing out Jackie, though. Oh, poor, poor Jackie. Maybe poor Jackie. just circle her face. Oh, where is she? Oh, she's hiding her down here. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say that Jackie was first. Yeah, mm. poor Jackie. Poor Jackie. Yeah. Poor Jackie. We're just going to do a little cross on her. Oh. Anjali, I think, would have been my target from day one. Why? I watched Real Housewives. Yeah. I knew how unpredictable she was as a character on the show. Yeah. So I just thought that energy would have come to Australian Survivor. I can't work with someone who, if they didn't get their way, would leave. Would leave. And also... Um, they didn't even really need to have someone go home that night. No. So maybe the cross should be big. Yeah, the cross is just a little bit. They literally chose to vote her out over <laughs> no Wait, one. This is, like, this is savage. so savage. <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad villain. You're doing Wait, it. I'm a villain. I'm a villain. I'm a villain. Let's go back to it. Oh, girl. Okay. <laughs> Mimi? Oh, I really oh, I like liked Mimi. her. Oh, yeah, I really liked Crossed her. Up. But I'm still going to give you a little, a little cross. Goodbye. So what we're left with now is nine players. No, Michael. Oh. No, you've got Jackie, and then it was Angelie. Angelie, Michael, Michael, Michael yes, I'm sorry, Michael. I'm sorry. Michael sent me from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, the way that he was looking at everyone, how hard he was playing from the get-go, mm -hmm. really kind of ground my gears a bit. There was something about him that when he walked into Tribe with his sweater draped around his shoulders, <laughs> really said... I think I'm a lot better than you. Ooh. Yeah, I oh, honestly... I feel bad for Michael. No, I do not, because I'm like, even the conversation he was having with Simon, do you remember yeah, when yeah. they were both being like, what do you know, what do you know? I'm like, yeah. if you're working together, work together. Yeah, I think what the issue with, with Michael is that he was very shifty from mm -hmm. the beginning. So many, like, 
actually, like, I had kind of forgotten. It was when I was going back to rewatch that I, like, even remembered from that first episode because he had a bit of a roller coaster. Like, he started yeah. off super shifty. Jordy mm. wasn't feeling it. He said he had, like, beady eyes that, like, stare into your soul. He was caught looking for idols. He was having all the conversations. Yeah, he, he was having those miscommunications. But I feel like then he kind of like, he was going for George, so everyone mm. was into it. Mm. And then it kind of turned around again. And I remembered all those foundational mistakes mm -hmm. that probably caught up to him at that tribal council when he was again coming on a little strong and, and miscommunicating again. I feel bad for him because even in his voting confessional and in his final words, he's like, it was banter. Like he was trying to match it with maybe the energy yeah, levels yeah. of these big, strong returnees and he couldn't hack it. Yeah. And then he went home, but it feels like it, it was coming from a place of like love for the game. And he was okay. just kind of trying to like have a crack and have a swing at it. It was, it didn't, he didn't do it well, yeah. but I just kind of feel bad that he like fell over himself to do it. But I think there were a lot of mistakes made early yeah. mm -hmm. that with Shawnee's magic touch in saving George and pushing that, and a tribal council performance where people just weren't feeling it and George, you know, kind of evoked some sympathy all seemed to culminate in him going home. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm all for playing the game from the get-go, but you got to do it a little bit more subtle. But do it well. It was a bit too much. It was too obvious. Like, he went hard, too hard, too, too far. Hard. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, well, looking at this, kind <laughs> of, I'm noticing a trend. What's the trend? Newbies. Newbies. And Jackie, oh. poor Jackie. But everybody uh, has been a newbie so far. I was literally like, what is it? Are they all blonde? <laughs> 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 no, I mean, well, Stevie could have been the vote and they chose not to go that way. But I okay. do think that we see that experience level come out. I mean, I think we've seen Shawnee really dominate. Mm -hmm. um, we see that bridge to Geordie and Simon. And even George is kind of like getting in there. It's these like big, important returnees who have the experience who are leading the way. And mm -hmm. that's, I think, what we predicted could happen because they just have just so much more knowledge about the game. Okay, guys, let's talk about it. Try braid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought it was brutal, but I also expected a little bit more from the villains. Oh, really? Yeah. More? What could they do? Oh, they could have smashed down oh. that shelter. No, absolutely really not. To. I was all about the tribe raid. I thought that it was going to be really fun. And then as soon as I saw George pick up that <laughs> machete and <laughs> try to <laughs> break down the shelter, I literally was like, no. No, 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 that no, was, no, well, no. Everyone, I mean, that was, I think, the funniest moment of the week it. for me when he's like, ah, ah, and then, like, <laughs> he like, looks and everyone's like, no. no. <laughs> I mean, it's villain behaviour. Yeah. I'm not shocked to see that from George. Yeah, but I, I just they feel like... They the fire. It's a step too far. I, I think, I think I, shelter is a step too far. Mm. And I, I get that we're playing a game here, but, like, there's a part of me that was like, you know how horrible it is out there to sleep? Your comfort levels yeah, are never good. Is, um, just having true. a little bit of shelter, having a little bit of fire, warmth, is so important. So even putting out the fire, I was like, I was just shocked no. that they put out the fire. That is like putting out your life, oh. literally. Like that is everything. Fire. I was actually really glad that Mimi even said something about it. She and it went, went well for her. Yeah, it went head yeah. to head with George, <laughs> and I was like, I, well, look, I understand that, but also it's like at certain points in Survivor, you do have your personal morals that you kind of have to fight against. Yeah, mm. but at that point, she's like, I'm not fighting against it. I'm just going to tell you how I feel yeah. personally. I did it. not agree with her doing that. I just feel like, A, you want to go with what the tribe is doing and that mm -hmm. seemed to put her out. I mean, morals are all good, but, like, this is Survivor. And no integrity, no values. Yeah. Um, and then I also thought it was a fine move for them to destroy the hero's camp, take all of their things, because, A, it's the entire tribe. No one person is going to get blamed for that. The heroes aren't even exactly. there. They'll probably swap in a bit of time and they might be over it by then. Like, it's just not going to come back on you. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Mimi would vocalise that she's already thinking about those future relationships, of course everyone is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And some people already have those relationships from previous seasons, but you shouldn't say it. You and shouldn't yeah. No, so, yeah. absolutely not. That, that is yeah. true. I know they stopped everyone from... Well, they stopped George from tearing down the shelter, <laughs> but... I feel like putting out the fire is just as bad. Yeah. yeah. Like, bad. no well, food, no warmth. You're going to get destroyed by mosquitoes. Like, that, the fire is everything. Well, apparently they weren't very good at putting the fire out because it just kind not. of yeah. got Thank back God. up straight away. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Have they done a tribe raid before on any other season? Yes, I'm so glad that you asked. So in <laughs> World of Survivor with Shannon, we are going to talk about tribe raids. The first tribe raid they ever did was back in 2002 in the Marquesas where they did a tribe raid and then famously during uh, Survivor Pearl Island, which Sandra also won. So it's funny now that Nina's like the recipient of that tribe raid. It was a big pirate theme. So everyone, would they would do a tribe raid back and forth in multiple episodes. And Sandra famously took the top of the other tribe. But what was so interesting about this tribe raid and something we've never seen before was firstly, first tribe raid they've ever done in Australian Survivor. And also it was the first time the other tribe haven't been there. So every oh. other time that they've done a tribe raid, usually there's actually some limitations on it. Like you can take one or three things, not just like lay Everything. havoc to the entire camp. 
And also, usually the other tribe is there to see what you're doing. So that's what I think is so interesting wow. as well, is that it's because the other tribe wasn't there, that there was allowed to be this anarchy where they could do everything. Mm -hmm. Would you do yeah. that in front of their faces? Maybe villains would, and I think that they can also hide behind being like, we're villains. You I know, there's a bit of that. How could you expect <laughs> us not to do that? But I think if the other tribe is standing there and they can see which person is putting out the fire, which person is throwing out the beans, it's a, yeah, then the blame comes back more on you. Oh my God, oh. the pouring out of the soaking beans. You know what it's like to soak beans. It's, you know how it's a long, long process. it's a long <laughs> process to pull that out. My heart was breaking because, like, oh. you, you, we always would put, put beans on before we left for a challenge because they need so long to kind of break They're ready down. by the time you get back and you're hungry. Oh, no, no I, I feel so bad for them again. Oh, yeah. my God, brutal. You're meant I... to be a villain. Also, this is where you stand as a fashionable chef. <laughs> no to throwing out the beans, yes to burning the hat. So that's where we're at. Yes to yeah. burning hat. <laughs> yeah, you're all no to throwing out the hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon it's all pretty brutal, but I am here for it. You know what else is brutal? The losses the villains have been having mm, at yeah. every immunity challenge. It's got to be taking its toll on them now. Look, I think it's uh, it's so obvious how the two tribes differ. The heroes mm -hmm. seem to be working together really well, communicating really well, especially in challenges. Yeah. The villains, I don't think so. And I'll, I'll use the, um, the challenge where they have to run through the sticks. On the heroes tribe, we see three members of the heroes run through one at a time, knocking out the entire bunch of sticks so that everyone can, can walk in together. Through, yeah. Right? Run through together. On the villains tribe, Simon hits it, goes through, <laughs> none of the sticks are really broken, he's out the other end and everyone's just struggling their way through. I'm like, the, the, the teamwork isn't there. Yeah. I think with the villains, they're thinking about themselves. Mm -hmm. They're thinking about how they look. They're trying to be like that strong, that alpha, whereas yeah. the heroes, they're thinking about the them team. as a collective, mm -hmm. as a tribe. Yeah. And it's and working. Yeah. yeah. Then the heroes have, again, like a unifier like Sean, who is such a good leader. Not that Simon hasn't been that, but you're right, there is, like, especially when you're going to tribal council against each other, there are now these fractures in mm. social life that probably do play out in challenges, whereas the heroes have been able to be a little bit more kumbaya mm -hmm. and they're just hanging out at camp. So I do think that's been a worry for the villains, but they have had that out strategy aspect where they're saying it's basically brains versus brawn, where mm. it comes down to doing the matchups and they put Stevie in against Sean, yeah. kind of waste that round oh, where Sean's going to beat like anyone. That and they could work it that way. But if it's a team challenge, the heroes, it seems, will always win, and the villains are getting down to being what we would call a disaster tribe. As Shawnee said, it's it the is. first time in Australian Survivor history that the first three immunity challenges have been lost by the same tribe. So not a good spot. Not a good spot for, the, for the villains. It's a place to be. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's, it's not great, but hopefully things pick up for them. Who knows? I'm kind of hoping that they don't. I know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the villain me is like, lose some more because this is quite funny it now. It is fun. You want to just see that one person in the tribe. Yeah. You want to just see one person alone. All right, guys. On that note, let's talk about cookies. <laughs> cookies and idols because this week on Heroes vs. Villains, the cookies and idols went hand in hand. Yep. That move, like Mimi actually going after it is so silly. I, do you know what that reminds me of? On our season, Blood vs. Water, it was like when Brianna went after the fishing tackle box. Yeah, yeah. Like when she, and it was so obvious, and that made her a target straight away. I feel like as soon as Mimi went for those cookies, she was a target. Even if she didn't find an idol, if she found an idol, whatever, she was a target. I mean, look at Liz, like like a demon in the night. Just watching <laughs> <laughs> Which was hilarious. You know, the thing that got me with Mimi was that Mimi had been with Geordie, who, like, witnessing Michael's search for the mm. idol and that not going well, and then Michael going home. Yeah. Like, she saw all of that happen, and she saw... It's just, like, it's so, I guess, tempting. And the, the cookie thing, I mean, Australian Survivor loves cookies. Jericho was the cookie mm -hmm. monster. He built, like, a winning game on cookies. But I guess it's just, like, a tempting thing to do it. And I guess if you're going to look for it, you know, do it well. Don't find get it. caught. Don't find it. Both things. Both things. Like also, also don't get caught. And make sure it's a real idol. We don't know. You yeah, know, George, because George found the idol while they were all eating cookies. So he yeah. used cookies to find an idol that yeah. no one knew about. Mm. Like that's the way that you do it. Like that's fine, but don't get caught. I, yeah, this was just. I, I just don't understand how she went so hard looking for these, <laughs> like in the in the cookie jar for the idol. Didn't find anything. And then Simon finds, what, a clue? Because or, she was probably was looking it? for something that felt different. No, but right. this idol-y thing was a cookie shape. So she probably just felt it and chucked Foiled it Foiled by the cookie shape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just a cookie. Yeah, oh. it's tough. It's really, really, really tough to accidentally not, you know, to think it's a cookie and then to get voted out. I know. Right. But I think you don't, you, you know, when you're early on, and, and these are mistakes that the, the returnees aren't making because they have that experience. And even Stevie is like, I was, and it was exactly what Stevie was doing, but even he knows now not to do it the way that he did mm. in 2018. So I think that 
that's the issue is like you don't want to stand out yeah. too much, differentiate yourself because the villains are very much like picking off the people who basically don't fit in or are causing a problem from this like big power structure of returnees that they have. So if you mm. do something like that, you will get kicked out and you just have to fly a little bit more under the radar. I know. I, oh. I just want to know what that thing was. <laughs> so do I, but hopefully we'll find out <laughs> find soon. Out. All right, there was another idol. Let's talk about George's idol. George is like a truffle pig when it comes oh to God. finding idols. How does he do it so easily? I don't understand. I've been out there. I search day and night, literally every root of every tree, up every tree. I didn't ever find them. But mine was given to me, basically. So I tried to look for an idol and I could not find one. But you know what? I reckon George is just really desperate for a second tattoo. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he's going to run out of space on his chest if he keeps coming back to Survivor and he keeps finding Idol. Like, look, I mean, <laughs> look at him. Oh, he's so The proud. joy. Honestly, though, I feel like he just, he's, it's not luck. He's just smart. He knows yeah. where to look. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He he's got that GPS tracker in the first tattoo. But I, yeah. I think that, like, this is why he's not a good shield. Because he's not shielding you. He has an idol. He'll stay around. Mm. Yeah. And this is why they say, and this is why they were probably correct. And, like, well, it depends. Like, if you don't want to work with George and you just want him as a shield, to me, that's not worth it. Because, yeah. like, look how much, like, <laughs> havoc he's, he could already get up to. If you want to work with him like Shawnee, she connects with him. That's great. You know, like, if she feels that that's a connection that she can take through the game, I yeah. think that that's fine. But... For everyone else who, like, maybe has him as a shield, even a lot of the villains don't need a shield. Mm. A lot of the newbies, like, what are they doing not voting George out? I truly don't understand. Do you know what I love? Okay, so I've only noticed this by looking at this photo. <laughs> George has pretty much done a whole 360, a complete transformation. So his obliques, shoulders, biceps. He went hard he for this season. Mm, yeah. And he's, he's smart. Like, he's More trying... space for the tattoos. <laughs> 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 but he hasn't just trained mentally, he's trained phys yeah, physically yeah. so that he can be more part of the team, mm -hmm. of the tribe. Because he you. knows that that's really important to people in Australian Survivor because he learned that the hard way last yeah. time. So, yeah, he, mm. he was hitting the gym and he's, he's going to be the one. Looking Someone's going to come help the villains win some challenges. So now that we know George has an idol, how far do you guys think he can go? Well, it's really interesting because I think people are going to know that Simon kind of has something or thinks he has an idol well, I mean, or believe that he has an idol. People, right? yeah, no one so would ever think someone believes they have an idol. You either have an idol yeah. or you don't. Yeah. This is like <laughs> no, pretty, pretty I'm novel. Saying, yeah. What I'm saying is he's told Geordie that he has an idol. Yeah. And Geordie's kind of passed that information on. Not that he has an idol, but that he has something, right? Well, what so, other thing can you do exactly. that can change the, you know, change the he's results? He's got something like yeah, important. So, yeah, so the girls know, so Shani and Liz now know mm -hmm. that he either has an advantage or an idol. That word is going to continue to mm -hmm. spread and spread and spread. Which means George having an idol is great. It, he's very well protected at this point. He hasn't told a soul. Yeah. And that's what I, I feel like in this game, having an idol is amazing if no one knows that you have one. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> you know, idols are so great. Babe, I had it for like 26 them. days. No. <laughs> and everyone knew for 26 days and then I got sent home. Oh, I know. And the same with me. Like I went <laughs> idol hunting and I, my mentality always has been if you find an idol, don't tell a soul. Of course, I find one right in front of Flick, who's the person who voted me out last time. I tried to shove it in my pants straight away and I was like, ooh, found one, because <laughs> she saw me. Uh, and then from then on, I'm like, well, I've got to get this out because mm, mm. I don't want it. You know, if you, if you have one and no one knows, you're in a good position. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think George is doing exactly what he would need to, which is, like, squeak by mm -hmm. at the beginning. Because that's what, George can't, like, hit it at a run. I mean, he will, like, play hard. But in terms of, like, how much agency he can wield, like, he first has to survive. That's always the yeah. George way. Then once he's surviving, like, he's thriving. I think he's probably close to getting there. So, Shawnee and an idol, I mean, who could ask for more? <laughs> That's what George has right now. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there. Stay with us as we chat to one of the first eliminations of the week. Hello. How are you, Mimi? Hi. I'm good, and you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for joining us today, well, me. I'm super excited to be chatting to you. I was actually rooting for you. Like, uh, while I was watching um, this season, I kind of fell in love with you a little bit. So I was really devastated to see you go. You and me both. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> now, we all know that the theme of this season is heroes versus villains. During your time in the game, do you think that you played like a villain? Uh, definitely in some senses. I think some villains work alone and are kind of lone wolves, and I definitely think that that's how I kind of entered the game. I remember seeing in one of the episodes uh, when the Villains Tribe actually won the reward challenge and you got to raid the Heroes Camp. 
you weren't really happy with how it was kind of playing out, right? Because I felt like that was more of a hero's move. It wasn't and it wasn't. I mean, it was just thinking about interests and alliances in the future. And yes, I wanted to have some fun. I wanted to stir the pot a little bit as well. But you got to be a little bit more smarter, I feel. So I guess I just didn't see eye to eye with my tribe mates. Look, I, I actually thought that what you did was the right thing because I don't think that they should have tried to break down a shelter or put out a fire. I think like you can raid the food. That's all fun and games. But there's a step where it's a little bit too far because we all know how hard it is out there, right? Yeah, and we just came off the back of three and a half days of not eating. So, I mean, obviously we wanted an advantage, but like, come on, don't don't be super, super villainous at the very beginning of the game. <laughs> there's plenty of time. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. So it is your first season, first time playing a Survivor. So as a newbie, can you tell me how it felt working alongside past players that had such big reputations? Yeah, look, it definitely was really, really tough. I mean, already going into day one, I kind of could already see that the returnees banded together super, super quickly. They were kind of like magnets to each other. And to break that, I'm not sure what I could have really, really super done, but yeah, it was really, really hard. Like, I could, like, when I was watching it, I could actually see, like, you thinking the entire time, trying to figure out, okay, how do I get myself? Oh, no. <laughs> I know, I, that's my issue. Look, I love it. I, I actually really applaud it in a Survivor player, <laughs> being able to, like, try and think ahead and work your way into situations that you may not be a part of. Mm, I do think that that's a detriment of mine and how I went into the game. I think I needed to make quicker decisions at the very beginning uh-huh. and save the thinking maybe for later if you got further. But yeah, here we are. Now, let, let's talk about decisions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when you were writing that cookie jar. Yes. And what was going through your mind? Like what was happening at that moment? Who was watching me? Do you think? Do you think everyone was watching? Uh, was it Liz? Okay. So let's, let's get this straight. So Liz and I were kind of in it together Right. Where when we were sitting at the shelter, I whispered into her ear and I wanted to bring her in with me throughout the experience, let's call it. And I whispered into her ear asking if I should reach my hand in the cookie jar. And she's like, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. She's like, just be careful that Geordie doesn't see you because he was right in front of the fire. Mm -mm. And I wanted to do it anyway. So I reached my hand in and didn't feel anything. I definitely got to the bottom, I think. Mm -hmm. And then I told her that I couldn't feel anything. And then I said, I'm going to go again. She's like, yeah, great. And then so I went again. So I knew from the girl's perspective, Liz was with me on that. It's not like she was watching me in secret. Yeah, yeah. Because I I, I feel like that may have really be a part of the of the reason why we're having this conversation today. I feel as though that was what led to people feeling like they couldn't trust you, which is really unfair because I feel like all the villains would have done the same thing at some point. <laughs> they would have gone into that cookie jar looking for the clues or looking for an idol. Yes and no. I do remember there was this one morning where I think one of the boys said, you know, anybody who reaches their hand in the cookie jar is a direct target. However, I must say I knew that Liz was with me. I knew I couldn't trust her. I knew probably one of the boys in front of the fire probably saw or had an inkling. So the next day I was actually quite honest. So I told Geordie that I reached my hand in there, admitted it to Simon. Didn't lie to Liz, obviously, because she was there with me and I knew she would have told Shoddy and probably Sarah. Mm. So the majority of the tribe already knew. So I was so fine being so honest. Yeah. But yeah. Now, do you regret being that honest then or do you regret anything else on Survivor? I don't really believe in regrets because I think in that moment in time, that's what you wanted to do. And I definitely wanted to do that. So I think I actually would have regretted it more if I didn't reach my hand in the cookie jar and then left without knowing if there was anything in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 see, I see what you mean. Now, let's say you got to play the game again, though. Like, what do you think you would have done differently, if anything? In that exact same situation, exact same cast, exact same moment? Yeah, yeah. Like, like it doesn't have to be the cookie jar moment or anything like that, but was there anything, like, throughout the game that you kind of look back on thinking, oh, I should have tried this or I should have tried harder here? I mean, hindsight, you know, 
is 2020, as we all know. There's definitely probably a few more things I could have done. I do wish I tried probably harder to appeal with Shani because her and I, we kind of thought the same or similar in certain instances mm. and maybe try to win the girls over a little bit more. But at the end of the day, I mean, with Simon and Geordie on our team, banding with the returnees and then bringing in the newbies where they could, such as Liz. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. Look, and I, I, I've played with Geordie before and Geordie's, um, Geordie's a hard one to read, I reckon. He's very playful. He's like chaotic, but it's like, you're his bestie, but are you his bestie? Yeah. I'm like, that, that was always a hard relationship for me. Yeah, definitely. I, I have a question for you. Would you have reached your hand in the cookie jar? Oh, 100%. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> that, makes, that makes me feel better. That makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think if you're on the villains tribe, you have complete right to do whatever you want because you want to play into that name as well. You want to play into the persona of being a villain. So I feel as though, you know, what could have worked really well was, um, in my season, there was a challenge where Mark literally flipped a table because he was like, we're all thinking about it. Let's just do it. And he just flipped a table to see if there was anything under there. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen someone pick up the cookie jar and just tipped it out and went, let's have a look. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. However, I mean, we were starving, so I think we all wanted to eat the majority of that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, look, we're talking about starving. What did you find the hardest part of being on Survivor? Uh, to be honest, I actually didn't find the food part hard. The survival part was kind of easy for me. Yeah. I definitely think I could have lasted 46, 47 days mm -hmm. doing all those kind of tactics with sleeping on the floor, eating rice and beans and things like that. I think where it was hard for me is that in that environment, I felt a little bit threatened which is an emotion that I've never really felt before yeah yeah and I feel I feel like I kind of lost my personality a little bit in there where I definitely think that going in there it should have been an asset of mine right but I almost kind of like down a little bit yeah. you know what I mean yeah because I'm speaking to you now and you're like super bubbly you're super friendly and I'm like uh, you're very easy to speak to and I think um if we we're on the same tribe we probably would have worked together if this was how we communicate oh uh... Right. But, um, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. But yeah, going in there, the first few days, it was just super tough because we kept losing. So morale was down and yeah, the alliances just weren't there. So I felt like I retrieved a little bit, like I went back into my shell, mm. but then when I was ready to come out, that's when I got eliminated. So, <laughs> um, do you, do you think it's also that there were returnees? So like the people were kind of running and sticking together really fast so it was kind of even harder to get to know people because like other people already kind of knew each other oh yeah I mean I definitely think returnees have a huge advantage even though Samoa was new grounds for us newbies it's uncharted territory we don't know what's coming we don't know what the format of the game is it's almost kind of going into a game with some players knowing all the rules and the other players don't know or barely know the rules at all you know yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know what you're talking about because it's about it's around just before tribe swap that you kind of figure out things, and it's like, oh, damn it! I wish I knew that a little bit earlier. Yeah, and literally, I kid you not. The reason why I always say, or that I currently say, I just need to make quicker decisions is because from literally the moment we stepped onto that island, I swear all the returnees banded together. And it was also really unfortunate that obviously, you know, Jackie got injured and George got injured. So that was definitely a spanner in the works. I mean, it's one of those things where you think, you know, what if that didn't happen? What if she stayed? But you can't, you can't play that game. <laughs> now, um, when you look back on your entire game, what are you the most proud of? I'm definitely proud of that last individual challenge in the water. I definitely think I proved myself a little bit, I guess, feeling like the little lamb of the tribe for the first few days. Yeah, was really happy about that. Okay, so we have all the kind of official questions out of the way, but I, I want to have a little fun here. Love it. There are many things about being out there that annoy me. Was there anything that really annoyed you? <sighs> yes. <laughs> me personally for me and I think maybe speaking to my personality a little bit Simon really annoyed me I 
just wanted so bad to get him out. And I think it was this whole, he's obviously a natural leader. He is an alpha male, obviously. But for me, and the part of the reason why I think I shut down was I saw this guy, I barely know him. He comes into the tribe, tells us what to do with building the shelter, tells us what to do in the challenges. I was like, who the hell does this guy think he is? Yeah. So he he actually annoyed me a lot on a daily basis in the sense that I was trying to bite my tongue. And I was like thinking to myself, just get through this part, just get through this part. And then in the future, maybe we can do something or if I had a move to play. Yeah. But yeah, that was definitely one of my biggest, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like him now out of the game. He's lovely yeah. as everyone is, but. I, I find that really funny because I didn't really mean a person. I was thinking more that I was really annoyed that my socks were always wet. <laughs> oh. I mean, it was part of it. It's all part of it, right? I mean, yeah. But yeah, thinking about the annoyance not related to a person, we were wet 24-7. And that was the toughest part. Yeah. Don't bother about the food. That's fine. Don't bother about the sleep. That's fine. But being wet 24-7... And also when we um, were drying our clothes a little bit, I um, burnt a hole in one of my socks and I only had one pair of socks. Oh my God. That killed me. That killed me. And it's the worst because your socks are so important in the game and people don't understand it. Like So important. Yeah. Like I feel as though when people leave, they should leave their socks because they'll be so valuable. True. It's so, so true. It's so true. Thank you so much for letting me speak to you today. Is there anything that you want to add? It is an incredible experience. And regardless of how far I got, I'm super, super proud and super happy to be part of this tribe as well. And the theme, Heroes versus Villains, so fun. I definitely, like every player, I think I definitely hope to get another chance one day because I for sure feel like I barely touched my potential. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Before we go, obviously, you're not in Australia today, right now. You're away. What are you doing? What, well, what's next for you? I'm currently living in London, trying to see what the big smoke has for me. I'm working luxury cars. I'm actually working for a competitor now to my previous role. So we'll see what that holds for me. I have a question for you. Yeah. Would you play again? It would have to do with theme and it would have to do with timing. Okay. Heroes versus Villains was a really fun theme and I thought that that would have been at the top of my list. But also, back-to-back seasons don't work. They are exhausting, as you know, how long it is out there, how hard it is out there. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say no, but it really would come down to theme and to timing. Yeah, fair. It's a fair answer. <laughs> yeah. Would you play again? I do want to play again, but same with you, timing. And yeah, it would be a matter of if I fit the next theme or the theme in the future. Look, I'm hoping there's going to be a pre-merge theme or like second chances for people that left a little bit too early because I want my sister back there. Yes. You back there and I want you two working together. (laughs) Yes, they definitely need some kind of like a redemption or vengeance or people who are back with a vengeance theme for sure. I would love that. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. So lovely to speak to you. Thank you again so much and good luck, my love. And I can't wait to watch the rest of the season. It's going to be epic. Thank you. That's it for this week. Heroes vs Villains continues this Sunday night at 7.30 on Channel 10. And we'll be back next week with more exclusive Heroes vs Villains content, stuff you'll only get here on the Australian Survivor Talking Tribal podcast. Thanks for listening to Australian Survivor Talking Tribal, a Network 10 podcast.